Hello, Probers. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to But It Was Alien. Howdy. The extraterrestrial comedy podcast by two former MIBs. We bring the truth about all the extraterrestrial buggery that's going on and not going on. And we do this to protect you and because we find it funny. So without further ado, let me introduce myself. I am your host, Moonwalker, and across from me, as always, is the sometimes equally delightful <laughs> Kevin the Grey. Hold on. You've called me Kevin the Grey, not Greybeard. What's going Because <laughs> I started just going for Greybeard to save, save the argument. You've reverted back, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Now, now, you're proving why you're sometimes equally delightful. Sometimes. The year is 1993. Bobby Brown <laughs> All we need is a stage Is arrested <laughs> For some reason Before we set up to start recording I just suddenly went All we need is a stage Which is of course from a Bobby Brown song That's very random So let me continue Sorry that The was year glorious. is 1993 Bobby Brown is arrested for simulating a sex act on stage What? Was he? Yeah Wow Snoop Dogg is charged with murder. Was he? I don't remember being charged with murder. The man's too happy to murder. Um, Death Row Records. Uh, I think it's when he got shot. Uh, I can't Snoop? remember if the song is titled Murder is the Case that they gave me. Uh. And then he was paralysed and he gets out of the wheelchair. Boom! That was a mic drop moment. Anyway, the Dallas Cowboys secure a Super Bowl victory over the Buffalo Bills. 52-17. Dang. That's a whooping. Michael Jordan retires for the first time. Manchester United won the league. Bastards. Twats. And Rick Astley retires from the music industry at the age of 27. 27. And another 27-year-old is about to embark on a journey they will never forget. Nicely done. Nicely done. So, Mr. I'm never going to give you up, gave up. Still didn't ever let us down, though, did he? Well, he did. I wanted another banger. That song is an utter banger. Put that song on now. And hurt you. What a jam. It's October 1993, and Kelly Cahill is with her <laughs> husband and their three children. Kelly! This day was nothing special. They'd been to a friend's and were making their way home, something they'd done a number of times, to the point that it's routine. It was around midnight when the family were driving through the Mount Dandenong Ranges in Victoria, Australia. As they followed the road, something caught Kelly's eye. Just ahead of them, she saw. Okay, let's check this out. <laughs> Rick Astley. <laughs> Diddle little lady D. Never gonna give you up. I've been podcast Rick Rolled. <laughs> what? Rick Astley. What's Rick Astley doing in this story? Rick Astley's never had an alien experience. You've made yourself laugh. <laughs> I really have. Also, I got caught up a second for a second and started laughing whilst you were doing that section as you really, really emphasised them going home. Like, that's a big deal. 
to the point that this is routine. No shit. The the majority of people I think you'll find know I mean, their that, way home. That specific trip mm-hmm. from that friend's. Oh, Rick Astley, what a hero he is. Why did he retire so young? I suppose he'd made his money. Made his money, and he so he's probably made a banger for the ages. He's absolutely rolling in it, I reckon. That song's played all the time. Every cheesy 80s bar you go to, you know that song is coming on at some point. Mm-hmm. Hovering above them in the distance was indeed Rick Astley. Okay, okay, it wasn't Rick. What? But what it was was something she'd never seen before. At least not outside of a television screen or a book. She was staring at a round-shaped disc with coloured lights underneath. The windows were visible, and behind those windows, she could see the crew. She shouted out to her husband, asking if he could see it too. As she did, the craft zoomed off. Do we know what kind of speed we're talking about when it zoomed off? Probably... Like, are we talking right. tic-tac speed? Mac or... 5. <laughs> how fast is Mac 5 Mac again? <laughs> this is Mac 10. Imagine how gutted you'd be if you were that husband. Like, your wife has just seen a UFO out the window, and then you go to look out the window and it's gone. I suppose it depends if you looked in front of her, which she did. So you would have assumed he saw it too. Wait. Unless she was looking forward and up, but he should have still seen it too. Oh, so he might have seen it. Might have done. Imagine how gutty you'd be, though, if you didn't. <laughs> well, that's completely destroyed where I was going to go there. No worries. I can't believe you made me think that Rick Astley was going to be in this. I'm so <laughs> disappointed now. I got really excited. So we have a saucer, round-shaped craft. With She must have really good eyes, like hawk eyes, to see the crew. I'm assuming they're not directly in front of them. It must be like a fair distance, surely. Mm, but the windows were visible, and she could see people behind... Well, you didn't say people, you said Uh, crew. I said crew. What are we talking about here? Are they people? She could see the crew behind... The crew of Astley's? The uh, (laughs) They continued to drive. Because they were never going to give up. (laughs) They were never going to give you up. Her husband, with one eye on the road and one on the sky, Kelly kept hers fixated on the dark abyss above them. Suddenly... They both noticed a light amongst the stars. This one stuck out because it was brighter than the rest. And it seemed that this light was reactionary to their gaze. Because no sooner had they noticed it, it became brighter, blindingly bright. As they tried to shield their eyes, a panicked Kelly asked her husband, What are they going to do? Save our babies, Kelly! He replied that he was going to keep driving. Then as quickly as it came... The light vanished, and an air of calm came over them. Kelly asked her husband what happened. Did she black out? But he had no answer for her, because he himself had no idea what had happened. He was casually asleep, driving, as you do. Uh, At the wheel, that's not the best place to black out now, is it? At this point, Kelly should have shat her pants, because now she knows that the driver has also blacked out. But what if he is completely fixated on the road and what's in front of him and not paying any attention to her. So she might have blacked out. Standard marriage. He doesn't notice because he's just paying attention to the road and where he's going, trying <laughs> he's to keep his family sick safe. of her, but he can't <laughs> leave her. They've got a mortgage. <laughs> he's having to work two jobs just to get by. So is she. They're stuck in a rut and he's looking for a way out and he's making up a story. 
no, no. Rolling backwards a little bit, you said that it was reactionary to their gaze, in their opinion. That's no. quite the assumption. That's me just using that. Oh, okay. as soon as they looked at it, it got brighter. Yeah, because that could have been seems going on that route regardless. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish they did say that because I was going to have some fun there. Right. So they've blacked out. Did the car stop? We have no idea. Just carries on driving. Someone's getting their butt probe today, aren't they? Just carries on driving. Yeah, that's already happened by this point. So they carry on driving home, <laughs> cautiously. I bet. Cheeks clenched together. But were both aware that something wasn't right. As they got home, a foul odour caught Kelly's nostrils. That was the shit dribbling out of his now violated butthole. I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go there. That's where the story evidence is pointing. Shit dribble. This was the odour similar to that of vomit. Ass vomit. But there was no vomit in sight. Because it was in his pants. It was at that moment... It was at that moment that the thing that was bugging her came to light. They were missing time. An hour of their journey had gone. A little uneasy, they got the kids settled and then went to bed themselves. As they got undressed, Kelly noticed a mark on her navel. Oh no. This is a mark she'd never seen before. It was a small triangular mark. Well, obviously the aliens have triangular mouths. Oh, don't go there, mind. No. They used a device. That's what it was. It wasn't a love bite. That's disgusting and I'm going to rewind. So a lost hour. A lost hour. Definitely had a squeaky butt probe. Both of when, them or just one of them? I'm going for the driver because Kelly has smelt it. Although, if I think about this carefully, she who smelt it <laughs> dealt it. <laughs> Kelly! But no, I assume because she smelt it and she hasn't felt it, that the husband dealt it. Maybe she dealt it to him. And he's got a stain on his nice new motor. 1993, that Cadillac. It's bouncing. It's making it worse. That was grim. Yeah. That was grim. Apologies. I'm obviously in a dark place this evening. Triangular mark. What could that be? What could it be? Well, I'm guessing it's where they stuck some sort of tube into them, but a triangle isn't the most usual. What if it was the new Stax tube? <laughs> I inserted. She fell asleep, kind of like slid down into her chair, and he was like, oh, I need something to stick my tube. Plonk. No! Use her belly as a table. Do you know the husband's name? No. Let's call him Keith. No Keith. Bad Keith. <laughs> so when you say navel, mm -hmm. how navel are you talking? Are we talking upper navel or are we talking... Her navel. Okay. She's obviously given it a good examination to find the mark. Maybe she just got undressed in front of the mirror and, and noticed it. Yeah. For the next two weeks, Kelly suffered from malaise. And she was also taken into hospital twice. Once for severe stomach pain and on another occasion... It was for a uterine infection. Soon after this, Kelly began to remember the details of that fateful night. She done this without the use of regressive 
hypnosis or the use of counselling. Hero. Hero. She remembers seeing the object, but it wasn't in the first place she remembered. It was in a gully. She describes the UFO as being around 150 foot in diameter and that it wasn't the first time they'd laid eyes on it. Gully is such an Australian word, isn't it? It is. Do we have gullies in England? Probably, but I don't know if we'd call them a gully. What would we call them? I mean, because I know, but I'm just like for our audience. (laughs) Why don't you educate our audience and let them know? Well, I feel like because this is your episode... (laughs) I feel like you should be the one to explain the things, whereas I ask the questions. Um, I would like to learn too. So, how learn? About I you thought you knew. Us? No, I don't. You don't know what a gully is? No. So, why don't you educate us, Kevin? What, are without you sure? looking up Google. <laughs> he is now typing, what is a gully? On Google. I'm oh, definitely not. I <laughs> see <laughs> so you don't know what one is. No. Would you like me to educate you? Educate me, Kevin. A gully, and this is my own words, this isn't reading directly from the internet. A gully, by definition, is an outside water drain pipe that's designed to discharge surface water from your garden. Did you not know that? That's such a Google read account of what a gully it is. It's definitely not the first result on Google <laughs> reached in 0.63 seconds. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's what a gully is. Get out of the gully, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've lost my trail of thought now. I'm really impressed that she has remembered it without regression. That makes my soul sing happy songs. Makes it more believable that way. Curious that she remembers seeing it in a gully. So did it come to get them before they were in the car? Or did it take them from the car and drop them in a gully? And they just haven't remembered that bit yet. Or she. Let's find out. Did they have babies? Again, let's find out. they got to save their babies! Get the, it. The first time they laid their eyes on it, her husband stopped the car and they both calmly got out and walked towards it, fearless, as if they were drawn to it. She described seeing another car by the side of the road and as they got closer to the craft, they witnessed something else, something not of this world. A being black, but not the black that we know. This is devoid of colour, as if it was black matter. Kelly went on to describe this being as not having a soul. Bit of a jump. That is a bit of a jump, even I'll admit that. It was roughly seven foot tall and had large glowing red eyes. She claims this isn't the only one she saw and that there was a lot of them in a field underneath the craft. As a group of them glided towards them, Kelly grabbed hold of her husband. She could sense that these beings were not the friendly type that just wanted to phone home. And she had to save her baby. She could sense these beings had something else in mind. As they drew closer, covering huge distances in seconds, she glanced over and noticed another group moving towards the stationary car. She looked back to those heading towards her, and before she knew it... (laughs) No, Rick Astley again. (laughs) Keep away, Rick Astley. This isn't your tale. He looks so mincing in that photo. Uh, He's been up to some mischief there, hasn't he? (laughs) 
what if Rick Astley is one of these beings? <laughs> brilliant. Utterly brilliant. <laughs> okay, so now we have a picture in front of us of kind of grey-esque creatures, but with giraffe necks. How are they seven foot tall? <laughs> yeah, basically they're, long necks. they're kind of inhuman-esque proportions with a grey's typical kind of head, like the light bulb shape, um, standard human shoulders and arms, but necks that are about 2.5 times the length of their entire head. That is a lengthy neck. I wonder what they can do with those bad boys. And they're all completely black, I should add, because they don't have souls. What an awful thing to state. So it's black but devoid of colour, almost so, like they're just empty space. Yeah. And where they are, it's empty, almost like they're from another dimension. And oh, my mind's going to blow up. Oh no, I've gone cross-eyed. She let out an almighty scream, telling the creatures to leave them alone before blacking out. Oh no. When she came around, she was in the car with her husband and was driving home. Was this all a dream? A pigment of her imagination bore from a tired mind and seeped in unconsciously by a song on the radio, perhaps. Rick Astley. <laughs> Rick Astley with his long neck. <laughs> so when you started talking about how there was lots of them, I started getting visions of that South Park episode. I feel like we've been talking about South Park a lot lately, mm -hmm. and I still haven't seen it for probably 10 years, but even so... The Kelly episode when they're going through the war-torn lands and they got to save our baby. Getting really vivid images of it. Lyscapades, I think it might be called. Yeah, it's lice, isn't it? Mm. Kelly, save our baby. <laughs> Kelly. Another glorious episode. I, I'm curious as to whether you're setting me up and that's going to come later on in the episode. Because I feel like with a character called Kelly... You've got to go there at some point. But equally, you've hit me with a lot of Rick Astley already. <laughs> and I wonder if you're waiting for like a coup de grace of a real silly Rick Astley photo or you're going to show me a video and it's going to end up being Rick Astley. Now that would be grand, wouldn't it? Yeah. Song on the radio. See, you're, you're dropping things. <laughs> okay. Well, Kelly remembered where it all happened. In her ass. This wasn't just a vivid or lucid dream. This was real. And here is a picture of Kelly with her husband and another of her showing us the location. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it is the lice from South Park with their baby. They got to save their baby, Kelly. Okay, and now we have... That's Kelly. Mm-hmm. We have Kelly pointing towards where it happened. This is a photo that looks... I know this happened in the 90s, but it looks quite 80s-esque. She has I got almost... Early 90s. Yeah. Like she, the picture looks... Kelly is wearing blue, possible dungarees, possible dress. I can't really tell with a kind of cardigan over the top of them. She's got curly hair that almost looks like a perm. Perm, baby, perm. I mean, there's not really much to talk about here with this. She's pointing towards a field. I'm guessing there's a gully over there somewhere. <laughs> Possibly. Do you know what a gully is? <laughs> Why don't you educate us without Google? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I kid, I kid. So one person's account is pretty hard to go by. But that 
is not all we have. The husband. The people in the car that Kelly remembers being stationary also came forward and recalled what happened. Their story corroborated exactly what Kelly described. Well, hot damn. And this wouldn't be an experience without weird dreams. And Kelly had those too. These dreams would be intense. And sexual. And she remembers vividly that there would be a black alien looking over her as she laid down and it would focus on her torso Uh and in particular the exact spot where she found the strange triangular marking and this time she would be completely naked and it would be like the creature was kissing her stomach (laughs) in that spot i'd just like to interject here and say called it with, with their triangular mouth. Now, is this a love bite? Is it them sucking blood? Vampirish, vampiresque, rather. Or is this just her assumption of what happened and they actually have like hand mouths and that's a tool they're holding to probe them? Because, I mean, it's a little bit disturbing to think that this alien is going down to Chowtown without consent. Or did they inject... Um Matrix-esque. Oh. When they have Neo in yeah. the car, they jab that thing in. Oh, what episode? Oh, it was Whitley Strieber when the moving that. thing inside him. Yeah. And could you tell if it was alive? <laughs> could, so could you tell if it was alive? Could you? You let me know. <laughs> I can't believe you give me a yes just like that. We went back and forth for so long about that in that episode. You were like, why don't you tell me, Kevin? This is how you sound, by the way. Well, hello, Kevin. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. (laughs) I really hope she listens one day. Unfortunately, this is all we have regarding the case. Shit. So this is the part of the probe where we turn to what I like to call the Moody Kev section. (laughs) Previously known as science and scepticism. I've been so enthusiastic about this today. <laughs> you call it moody. Now, these have been some bold statements from Kelly here. Kelly. And plenty of researchers have looked into this case. Kelly was considered an honest, reliable person hey. by the people that knew her. Trustworthy. She wasn't one for the bullshit. But nothing has been proven and nothing has been disproved. So to some UFO investigators, we know what that means. Aliens. Baby. So, so we, I was go. just going to ask, we don't know what happened to Kelly after this. Mm. We don't know. Oh, did it happen to the husband? Did he remember anything? We just don't know. We just don't know. I've got questions. Did he have a bite on his navel? <clears throat> or a suck on his navel? Does he have a navel? Was he in a gully naked? Questions. I need to know. Do we have a surname? Cahill. Kelly and Keith Cahill. Let's look up Keith Cahill and send him a message. <laughs> See what he says. <laughs> I just find a random Keith Cahill on Twitter. I feel like, hello, Keith. What <laughs> happened? What happened that night, Keith? You're about to star on our podcast. Can you tell us? Why am I starting to turn more Australian with each thing I say, mate? <laughs> I don't really know. I feel, I, I'm in Australia now. Can you tell us what happened, though, Keith, in the gully that night? If someone messaged you that, what would you reply? Exactly what you think happened. <laughs> they're out there so to summarise we have Kelly 
who, whilst travelling home from her friends with her husband, Keith Carhill, spots a craft in front of them. It zips off and then returns, blinding them. All of a sudden, they're calm and driving home with nothing in sight and wondering if she blacked out. When they arrive home, she notices an odd smell similar to vomit, but can't place where it's from. Her navel. They get inside, and when getting undressed, she noticed a small triangular mark on her navel. Over the next two weeks, Kelly isn't well and is taken to hospital on two occasions. In this time, what happened to her that night starts coming back to her. However, it's different. They didn't just see a ship. They got out of the car and walked towards it. Noticed another car by the side and a being which she describes as black, as if void of colour. Then she notices more of them. A group comes towards her at speed. She notices another group heading to the other car. She turns back and screams as they get near, then blacks out. When she wakes, she's in the car with her husband driving home. She starts having nightmares about one of the creatures leaning over her when she's naked and it appears as if it's kissing her navel. We are told that the other people in the car that she witnessed came forward and corroborated this story too. It's not been proven that this happened, but it's also not been disproven. So some UFO investigators believe that it's real and she's telling the truth. But what about what we think? More importantly, what do you think? grey beard right one more thing did occur to me there so the story is corroborated where are those witnesses who have corroborated it or is it kelly saying that maybe they got taken (laughs) so they're not there (laughs) right there is no evidence of who they are or what they said okay so this i could find this has been a jolly yet disturbing case you haven't really given me... Giving me? What have you been giving me? Oh, I'm starting to remember. I woke up in a gully. Do you know a gully? <laughs> no, you haven't given me anything to discredit Kelly. However, you haven't given me anything about Kelly. <laughs> Therefore, I uh, all I know about her is that she's trustworthy and honourable, which and doesn't usually bode well. She's got to save baby. <laughs> she's got to save a baby. But we don't know if she had a baby to save. She had three. Babies! She got to save them. There's not enough to wrap my triangular mouth around here. Need more. I can't say that it's aliens, so I'm not saying that it was aliens. I need to know more about Kelly and the other witnesses. And the husband. Why aren't we hearing from the husband? I'm not saying that she's not credible. I'm not saying that something didn't happen to her. There's just not enough to say that it did. I'm in the exact same boat. For me, there's too many like holes in the story. Mm, triangular ones. Um, so like this other couple that it happened to or family in the car, what are their names? Why is it just her story and not theirs? Mm, yeah. Did she want it more than they did? Oh, she wanted it. Um, why is her husband Keith. not mentioned in any of this other than... Keith Chegwin. Her just saying he was there and he saw it. There's no kind of testimony from him. Yeah. And what happened to the three kids that were in the car? Did someone save the baby? Did they not see anything? Like, what happened? For me, this could all actually just be a dream. 
Could well be. And maybe... um, Sorry, go on. I was going to say maybe she didn't... I don't want to say went behind her husband's back and just kind of put it out there. She went behind her husband's back in a gully. She may have said to him, oh, this is what happened. And he was like, no, no, it didn't. Yeah. We were here. And she was like, no, this happened. She believes it happened because that dream might have been that vivid. Mm-hmm. And then went and just spoke to people anyway, and it, the story might have got out. But to be fair, exactly what she said may have happened, but for me there's just not enough evidence yeah, to conclude and say that it did. So... I do have one comment not necessarily about this case. I'm not saying it was aliens, <laughs> but carry on. Whenever we record an episode, I always put our podcast merch on just by default without even thinking about it so i'll wear one of our shirts or one of our other shirts available at balloitwasaliens.co.uk you always wear a bloody gym brand kind of fit kind of fat you do realize on the catwalk that this is 98 percent of my wardrobe you own not just one kind shirt of fit, kind of fat <laughs> But gym clothing is 98% of my wardrobe. And uh, I did not uh, realise this. But it was Aliens merch. I wore that when I trained the other day, so it's in the wash. Smell it. I'm not saying it was Aliens. Well, neither am I. <laughs> hey, Siri. Thank you for joining us this week. You're welcome. You can find us on Instagram <laughs> at But It Was Aliens Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at But It Was Aliens. In our Facebook group, Extraterrestrial Towers... And say it with me, Probers. On the Twitter! On the Twitter! At But It Was Aliens. Yeah, join us in extraterrestrial trowers. Trowers? Trowers. You can tell as the episodes go on, the more rum I've drunk, we tend to record on a Friday night straight after we play football. And I wouldn't have eaten since 12 o'clock. And it really hits you quite quickly. He's had one rum. He's had one double. <laughs> <laughs> No, join us in extraterrestrial towers, extraterrestrial towers, the tower of extraterrestrialism. That rum is Give in your heart. Give us memes and stuff. Entertain us. As a side probe, you can hear our side probes where we discuss and probe things outside of the extraterrestrial on Patreon at But It Was Aliens. Patreon. I've been Moonwalker. He's been Greybeard. And this is But It Was Aliens. Hash tag pro wah, wah, wah. the truth is up there. <laughs>